0: M S W Media. News with swearing. Silly beans. Silly
1: beans. Silly beans. Silly beans.
0: Hello and welcome to The Daily Beans for Friday, August 14th, 2020. Today, the post office is removing mail sorting machines as union leaders express concern for mail that's just piling up. Ron DeSantis says something that's totally idiotic and probably won't surprise you. Retired Boston cop and former cop union boss has been arrested amid child rape allegations. And Newsweek published a birther op-ed about Kamala from the same guy who wrote an op-ed about Ted Cruz being eligible to run for president. I'm your host, A.G. A.G. It's Friday, and that means Amy Carrero is here. Amy,
2: hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Hey. I'm just going to try like a new thing.
0: <laughs> what's your new thing? Hey,
2: guys. What's up? <laughs> uh, well, you know how like I-, I read somewhere that, um oh, see this? I can't remember any actors' names, but um from that show Seinfeld, the one who kicked in the door... And apparently, he kicked in the door. Kramer, he kicked in the door differently every time for like all of the seasons. Uh, so my goal is to say hello in all the different ways.
0: <laughs> You're gonna Kramer your hello. I am gonna Kramer every my Friday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, it is Friday. We have a big show. We have our happy hour meet and greet uh, today at 4 p.m. Pacific for patrons, 5 p.m. for the public. I'm going to text all my famous, famous, famous friends and see who wants to pop on. Um, I Really, when I say my famous, famous friends, I mean like, you know, FBI directors and U.S. attorneys and stuff. So <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> You're in a good company. I'll ask
0: John Cryer, but he's probably busy. <laughs> um, but we do have a big show. Uh, Amy, you and I are going to read some headlines. Then I'll be joined later by Mandy for for the Good News segment. And as you know, it's Counterintelligence Week here on the Daily Beans. We've had Lincoln's Bible. We've had Eric Garland. We've had just a bunch of counterintelligence experts on this week. And, um, you know, because we're watching Russia hack 2020 and the Counterintelligence oh, Report, volume five from the SISI, uh, which is a shorthand for the Senate Intel Committee, was supposed <laughs> to come out before the senate adjourned but they adjourned today they fucking left they left town to go on their vacation they'll be back on labor day after labor day we're su- they- and they were also supposed to send us a relief package for coronavirus but they bailed oh, on that yeah, too oh yeah that
2: too oh come on they really don't want to i mean any other person would be fired from any other job like at this point like i'm just not gonna do it until after the holiday hope that's okay <laughs> just millions of people waiting on relief money well we're fine
0: yeah, I know that's like a month away, but I need a month off. Bye.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so there, yeah, they they want to get paid to not work, but they don't, but then have problems with, you know, extending unemployment to all the jobs that they cause to be lost.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Makes perfect sense.
0: See you later. Oh, but anyway, I got off on a tangent. As part of Counterintelligence <laughs> Weeks, <will> sp- <laughs> I'll be speaking with former assistant director for Counterintelligence to the FBI. Frank Fogluzzi, and he has a new book coming out. You're going to want to get it. It's called The FBI Way. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading it, and so I'm excited. Um, want to do some headlines? Yeah. Sweet. Let's hit the hot notes. Some- hot notes.
1: Baby, All right,
0: we're going to kick this off with Senator Russia Ron Johnson, who this week <laughs> said that his probe of Obama-era intelligence agencies would help Trump win re-election igniting fury from Democrats who say it was an explicit admission he's using his committee to damage Joe Biden's candidacy for president, which we knew, but he just mm-hmm. actually said it with his mouth. Uh, quote, the more we expose uh, of the corruption of the transition process between Obama and Trump, the more we expose of the corruption within those agencies, I would think it would certainly help Donald Trump win re-election, and certainly be pretty good. I would say evidence about not voting for Biden. Uh, this was in a little notice interview he did Tuesday with a Minneapolis-based radio show uh, the host whose name is John Justice by the way <laughs> which I d- which I doubt Prove doubt <laughs> <is> it <real>. <laughs> <laughs> Privet, let's see your birth certificate <laughs> um literally uh, yeah so and we'll get it we'll, we'll get into it about Newsweek in a little bit I'm so mad about, I'm very mad at them but um, he said, yes, my investigation is to help Trump get reelected and to hurt Biden. Like, he said it. Yeah. He said it
2: all. It's just the week of, like, everybody just throwing everything to shit and just saying the quiet part out loud. And in a way, it's sort of like, oh, there it is. We've been wondering if that's what you were doing. I mean, we've known, but now you're saying it out loud. And guess what? Nobody cares. Like, everybody's still having the same reaction and so i just feel like we've been so desensitized you know like it's not even dog whistles anymore i mean it's it's literally just coming right out and saying it
0: like trump's tweet the other day right about the suburban housewives yeah yeah i didn't know you could pack so much sexism classism and racism (laughs) into 280 characters But Stephen Miller pulled it off. I know Stephen Miller wrote that tweet. I had to have. But like.
2: A hundred percent. Holy shit. And his wife was like, that's okay. I don't need an umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have the umbrella honey <laughs> yeah I just think you know at this point they're getting so out there and just brash about it and, and we are all so tired and, and it makes sense you know people are dealing with full time jobs and having to find childcare if they have full time jobs or worse having to do their job from home and then also having to homeschool their kids So I just think that everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks that they're just, you know, if you're watching a movie of this, (laughs) you'd be like, no, the villain would never say what the villain would never say what his plan was out loud, except in this terrible C movie. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like
0: you don't even need a script. You just say what you're actually corrupting out loud and then it it becomes a a horror film. I bet you. (laughs) I bet you someone has uttered the words, if everyone gets evicted, they won't have addresses and they'll be unregistered to vote. I bet Uh you someone has said that. 100%.
2: I completely completely agree.
0: And they move out and then their ID won't be valid. We can say that they're right. because the, their address isn't updated on their ID that we you know we can turn them away to vote. Ah. Yeah. When I go to vote here in San Diego, we don't have to show ID. Right. You just go and they Give them your take name. your you tell them your name.
2: Right. And you'll be on the list. And
0: they said is this you? Yeah. And you sign the thing and we vote paper here. We we have um, paper ballots, so hand marked.
2: Oh, that's so great. Jealous,
0: yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, it's just ridiculous. And I and I think I, I would not be surprised if you know, come November 5th, 6th, there's like, well, you know, so many people died of coronavirus and they voted. It's okay, you can still tweet if you're dead, but you can't vote. Oh,
0: it's gonna be ugly, yep. Um, and okay, so this is cool. You're you're a Floridian,
2: I sure am, reluctantly.
0: Could have. I- Good old Governor uh, DeSantis uh, had this to say today. Let me let me play it for you.
3: As a mission akin to a Navy SEAL operation, just as the SEALs surmounted obstacles to bring Osama bin Laden to justice. So, too, with the Martin County school system, find a way to provide parents with a meaningful choice of in-person instruction or continued distance learning all in all the time.
2: I mean, are we surprised? Here's the thing. He is horrible. And he only gets more horrible as it goes on. But what really drives me crazy is that the Republican Party is supposed to be, like, like very pro-military and very pro-veteran. And they shit on the military every single chance they get. I mean, like... I could tell you
0: all about the bills that they haven't passed and all about the money they haven't funded. And, you know, and now with the with Trump, you know, sabotaging the Postal Service, veterans aren't getting their veterans only get their medications through the mail. And now they're not. Right. right. And now they're not. You know,
2: they're just not even trying anymore. I just don't know if like, do they I wonder if they like clear these statements by any human being any living person with a pulse before it comes out of their mouth
0: yeah so i I had to play that for you and now as i've mentioned at the top of the show the senate is officially adjourned through labor day despite not coming to an agreement on its next coronavirus stimulus package congress and the white house have spent the past few weeks debating what to include in the package uh, and have been able to come to an agreement one of the biggest sticking points was jobless benefits um the democrats want a continuation of the enhanced unemployment payment of six hundred a week, while Republicans say that amount is too high. They say uh, that's way too rich for our blood. <sighs> but we're going to go home for a month and get paid $174,000 yep. a year. Cool, cool. Uh, Democrats are also pushing for more than $900 billion for state and municipal aid and $60 billion in food assistance. That's far higher than what the Republicans have proposed. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the two sides would not strike a deal until Republicans added a trillion dollars in aid to their bill. Uh, That means a deal could be weeks away. Meanwhile, 28 million Americans remain unemployed and many of the relief provisions from the first stimulus package are over. They've dried up. And Trump has issued four executive orders to address some of the issues, but experts remain unconvinced they will be efficient in helping vulnerable households and getting that money to people soon. Uh, Mitch McConnell, turtle dick Mitch, said if some kind of deal (laughs) is reached while the Senate's on recess, they'll return to vote. Um, But, you know, if you're not working to put a deal together, what are you going to
2: Put. Maybe they'll dream it up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll come to all of them in a dream. <laughs> uh,
0: Telepathic legislation. I can feel it.
2: Yeah. Me too. Like, Me I feel too. it. Happening. It's the year for that. It's definitely the year. I loved when Nancy Pelosi was like, "I'm sorry, did you um did you mistake them for people who gave a shit because <laughs> they don't?" And I thought that that was so it was so refreshing because I think at the at the bottom of all of this every I mean have you no empathy like that's just at the very basis you know like just because they, they are gonna go home and get paid just because their kids you know go to private school and they don't have to worry about you know catching a virus and possibly dying from it like they just can't imagine a situation that is different from their own it's just it's really kind of amazing
0: yeah um, amazing and and disappointing, uh, to say the least. And uh, just yeah. really quick, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where we're at with everything. With the eviction moratorium, that expired at the mm-hmm. end of July. And without further action, Perfect. it's up to each state, sometimes each city. New York has extended their ban through September, for example. Um, Trump's executive order aimed at eviction doesn't actually extend the moratorium. It rather instructs certain departments to consider whether temporarily banning <laughs> residential evictions as reasonably necessary. yeah so they're like you can think about it if you want so that did nothing uh 40 million americans could could face eviction um stimulus checks second round of stimulus checks seems to be one of the less controversial provisions senate republicans and house democrats both proposed another round of 1200 to 2400 dollars checks uh but additional check requires congressional approval so we aren't going to get that payment anytime soon And regarding student loans, uh, Trump ordered the Department of Education to continue deferring federal student loan payments through the end of the year. During that time, no interest will accrue for around 35 million borrowers. The pause is intended to be automatic, as was the initial deferral put into place by the CARES Act from before that the Democrats put in there.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) The one he didn't. (laughs) Right.
0: The one he didn't want. They fought against, but but gave in to, Okay, if we have to. Um. And then, of course, unemployment insurance. One of Trump's executive orders guarantees 300 per week in additional benefits for some workers, and potentially 400, maxed out at 400, depending on whether the states want to give you any money. But the states don't have any money. And mm-hmm. insurance or unemployment insurance experts say state governors say it could take weeks for states to update their unemployment system for the new rules and different pay. Yep. Uh, and until yep. So until that, 28 million people currently collecting jobless benefits will receive their baseline state benefit which varies depending on where they live and what they were making before. Um, So that's kind of where we're at with this bill um or lack thereof
2: this is a very bad place to be yeah bad place to be and you know no matter how you slice it everybody looks bad because i mean that's not our major concern is how people look but everyone looks bad because you know the republicans can make the argument well i mean if you if they wanted this done we could have gotten this done but they're wanting all these other things and you know i think when people get desperate enough and they just need that next paycheck to get them through the week then you know, if you're desperate enough, you might be willing to take less, you know. Um, so it's really, really difficult to, to, to tell your constituents, and if you're a Democrat, like to say, I'm doing this so that you can get more and better benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people when rent is due now, you know, even if even if there is a moratorium on evictions, uh, it doesn't matter because it's all going to be due in a lump sum at the end of it when the moratorium is over. So it's just – the whole thing is just so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's infuriating, um, especially, you know, they're, on, they're just going to go on break.
2: Yeah, they're just going to go on break. And also, like, I don't know where – I don't know. Maybe it's because I've only ever lived in cities like Miami, New York, L.A. Um, but I just don't know how far that money will go in places like L.A., you know, without that extra um, – the extra money that now Trump wants the states to provide—it's um, just you know rent in LA is like if oh cheap rent in LA is like fourteen hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. That's really cheap know? rent, yeah. And it's super cheap rent, so it's like, mm-hmm. what are what are these people going to do?
0: Yeah, they're going—they'll end up getting evicted. Um, yeah, it's just a giant, giant mess. I'm, I'm hoping California extends the eviction moratorium. But like I called my bank to see if I could get my mortgage kicked back, you know, just a deferment, mm-hmm. just tack it on to the end of my 30 year fucking loan that I have to pay the bank forever. Right. Uh, and they said, they said, you can have a deferment, but then you have to make a balloon payment in three months from now. That was oh my in God. March when I asked. So I would have had right. to in June right. made up. I could skip three months of, but I would have to make a three month mortgage payment all at once when upon uh, my return. I'm like, well, what, what yeah. the fuck good is that? And that's right. what this payroll tax holiday, too, is going to be, by the way. Well, you know, his uh, Donald yeah. Trump's executive order to if everyone doesn't have to get pay the payroll tax, which defunds Social right. Security and Medicare. You're going to have to make that payment back when you file your taxes it, next year. Right. He didn't tell you that, but it's going to be tacked onto your taxes.
2: Because because he, he thinks that he won't be president next year, so it won't be his problem you know what i mean it's just so ridiculous what 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 this administration is being allowed to do but it's at the same time it's like who's allowing it well we're we're you know i feel like the leadership is doing what it can but unless there's like we just got to show up to vote i mean at this point it's so late in the game like nothing is going to change it's for the better it's only going to get worse before november so the only thing we can do is just make sure that we are registered and that we have a plan to go vote
0: Yep. Yep. That's uh, and definitely we, we didn't have to have a plan to vote like we do now. Um so Right, no, we do. Yeah, exactly. Make make your make your plans. And uh will you Amy, will you stick around with me? I got to get a word in from the sponsor real quick, but we have some more headlines to go over. Will you will you hang out? Heck yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh everyone, stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: After these messages will be right back.
0: Hey everybody, it's AG. A few weeks back, I became a Thrive Market member. They're delivering organic and sustainable groceries right to my door. I love it. I've gotten food, wine, supplements, beauty products, even pet supplies. I cannot imagine shopping any other way for such a variety of organic, sustainable, non-GMO, and fair trade goods from a company that actually cares about animal welfare and carbon impact. Once you try Thrive Market, you'll love it as much as I do. Here's why. As a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love, and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family or a teacher or a veteran or a first responder. I think that's awesome. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values like paleo or keto or plant-based, and they deliver the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials from groceries to snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, and bath and body supplies— and as a member, I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices, and their carbon-neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. And the savings I get on my favorite cleaning organic uh, cleaning products and organic products is amazing, but I feel good about helping to support communities in need, because in addition to the membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over $750,000 to date for their COVID-19 relief fund. So go to thrivemarket.com dailybeans, and join today, you'll get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's thrivethrivemarketcom slash dailybeans. Daily Beans to start your risk free membership and get a free gift today. Again, thrivemarket.com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, welcome back. Amy Carrero is here. We're going over the headlines. Amy, what's up? Hey! hey.
2: hey. See, that's my other. That <laughs> I tried a new one. That's your <laughs> so new it's hello. It's gonna be new every time. <laughs> hey! hey, hey. I, I like that one. Maybe I'll do it in like different languages. <laughs> it's like a haughty laugh.
0: Yeah, or you could do the Eddie Izzard "Hola, tak da, bang 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 bang" like that. <laughs> that's how he greets people.
2: Um, anyway, I, I, I that's insane. Yeah,
0: he's he is pretty crazy. I love him though. Um, Eddie <laughs> Izzard. If you haven't seen "Dressed to Kill" by Eddie Izzard, you should watch it. Beautiful, oh, so now. good. It is so good. He's just such a genius. And what a great history lesson, too. And I learned some French along mm-hmm. the way. Les cerises on la table, which is really all I know how to say in French because.
2: <laughs> Listen, impress your friends. Speak French. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, here's what's not very impressive because now we have to talk about Donald Trump, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, he, womp womp. he did. S- yeah, he said Thursday that he does not want to fund the U.S. Postal Service. This is another sticking point that the Democrats are insisting on putting in this bill and the Republicans are saying it's a deal breaker. Uh, he doesn't want to fund the U.S. Postal Service because Democrats are seeking to expand mail-in voting during the coronavirus pandemic, making explicit the reason he has declined to approve the $25 billion in emergency funding. For the USPS, he is again. You like with what you were saying—the quiet part out loud. He's like, "I don't want to fund the post mm-hmm. office because more people will vote against me." Meh. He's <laughs> literally saying it. God.
2: And and yesterday, I I or was it this morning? Again, literally, everything feels like four years. But I, when I read that headline, I was like, "Does anyone actually buy this?" Like, do he do, because there comes a time. I mean, even his supporters. Or maybe not. Maybe it's like such a cult that it's just they're completely blind to it and believe him when when you know he says that people will be you know fraudulently voting through the mail. However, he's like totally for it in states like Florida, but not in other states. So uh, it's very curious.
0: Curious, yeah. Well, because he he votes by mail because he's a Florida resident, so it has to, it has to be okay right. for Florida, just not right. anyone, not not anywhere else.
2: And is he? um like, but but really, like, do you think that at this point, like the people who maybe were on the fence, which how can you be on the fence? But let's just no judgment <laughs> if you're on the fence. No, I mean, I you have you. <laughs> to look at stuff like this and think, okay, this man is not well. I mean, the fact that he's A, doing it and then B, copying to it so publicly is just a really bad move because then when it happens, everybody will know yeah. why.
0: Yeah. And well, here's what he said. Now... They need that money in order to make the post office work. So it, I can take it; can take all of those millions and millions of ballots. And he said, "Now, if we don't, if we don't make a deal, uh, that means they don't get the money. That means they can't have universal mail-in voting. They just can't have it." So that's what he's saying. Um, <sighs> He's rallied against mail-in ballots for months as a White House briefing, uh, at a, and at a White House briefing Wednesday, he argued without evidence that the Postal Service's enlarged role in the November election would perpetuate one of the greatest frauds in history. So, that's God. what's going on with yeah, that.
2: The, November's going to be a disaster. I, no matter how, even if we, even if the Democrats win, it's, it's just going to be the death rattle of the Trumpian era, if it's coming to an end, is going to be loud AF.
0: Yep, they don't go quietly. Um,
2: they sure don't.
0: And here's another thing mail sorting equipment is being removed from U.S. post offices amid a slew of operational changes, changes uh, implemented by new Postmaster DeJoy, uh, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy. And that's according to the head of the Iowa Postal Workers Union, the head of the Iowa Postal, Work, Postal Workers Union. Numerous reports have, have detailed how the changes made by DeJoy, who is a top you know, Trump donor and a donor to the Republican Party, mm-hmm. how these changes have cut over time. Uh, they've changed policies, which have slowed down mail delivery across the country. Speaker Pelosi uh, and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said last week that DeJoy had confirmed that contrary to prior denials and statements minimizing these changes, the Postal Service recently instituted operational changes shortly after he res- assumed office. And so they're just taking mail sorting machines out. These are, these are machines that not only sort mail, but will also sort ballots they've tripled the price yep. of uh, of sending out ballots they're not doing the bulk rate of 20 cents they upped it to 55 cents and they've cut overtime so mail is just piling up and it's uh, people aren't getting their mail for the first time
2: yeah i mean it's happened to me Th- thankfully you know i'm not in a situation where i'm i'm getting prescriptions in the mail uh but you know like other things like my beads that I ordered from Etsy didn't arrive on time. But imagine if I needed that stuff. You know what I mean? It would be it could, It actually is not only putting our elections at risk, but it's also putting people's lives at risk, especially if they're waiting for medication or checks. Um, yeah, it's, it's really disgusting. And I don't know a single person who hasn't seen some delay in their mail.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a veteran. My, my medications, I'm a disabled veteran. And uh, my medications uh, uh, just aren't, they haven't arrived. So I don't have them.
2: That's, 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 that is, uh, I don't even, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine. Mm. I can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. Been a fun time. <laughs> you don't yeah. even, but... you know, titrating yourself off of your own medication because you are afraid you aren't going to oh, get more. No. So um Right. But, anyhow, enough about me. Uh, Newsweek <laughs> published an op-ed Ugh. by Eastman, who's the guy who ran and lost to Kamala Harris. And it, this is a birther article. Birtherism is back. They are questioning his questioning: Is she really eligible to run? Because the wording in the Constitution, her parents might not have been citizens when they had her here, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. Um. So yeah. So. I yeah. railed. I railed. I sent out tweet after tweet. People probably got sick of it. Like, you get it. You hate Newsweek. Shut up. Uh, but like.
2: No, I loved it.
0: Adding them. And I'm like, just, you know, like I was mad. I was like, never, ever click. Never buy. Yeah. Never do anything. Fuck them forever. Put them in the dustbin of shit media. Uh, and and right. let them die. Let it go away.
2: Did they ever come out with anything after
0: Yeah, they came out with a not really an apology article, but sort of a counterpoint saying she's eligible.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, what? That's doubly worse. What are you
2: doing here? Then you're just, what are you, a blog? Are you like, are you providing blog services for people who want to say their opinion? Like, I don't understand the difference.
0: Yeah, it was. it's terrible. And you know what? You don't have to publish every op-ed by every fucking asshole that comes and wants to write something in your Correct. newspaper. You don't have to. Ask the New York Times. That's what
2: I mean. It, there's a difference. There's, yeah. Oh, right. There's a difference between, you know, like medium.com or like a blog and... And a credible news source that people actually, like, you know, and, and and this is a little bit of a tangent, but, you know, even on my social media, I get a lot of young people who are like, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you know, I read on mommycoffeeconservativeblogger.com that, you know, uh, George Soros was funding the thing. And it's just like, nobody knows how to look for credible news anymore. And so when credible news sources publish these kinds of things, then it's confusing to people because a lot of them don't stop to think, oh, this is an op-ed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they don't stop to think that they just read the headline and they move on. And now more than ever, we have to be really vigilant about the kinds of things that we publish. And when we publish them, make it very clear. um, Don't wait until the next day to be like, actually none of these allegations are true. Like, you know what I mean? If you are going to publish that garbage, then at the bottom of that article, you should maybe write like, According to our fact checkers, this is actually a blow to bullshit.
0: Yeah. Or don't or just don't publish it. (laughs) You know, like
2: just don't publish it. (laughs) Right. it's So much easier
0: because you don't need eyes on the headlines. You don't we don't need birtherism. So cancel them hard. Cancel them fast. And if somebody brought up, doesn't the Daily Beast, uh, isn't the Daily Beast part of Newsweek? They were in 2010. Daily Beast merged with Newsweek, creating a combined company, Newsweek Daily Beast, but the merger ended in 2013, Daily Beast sold Newsweek to IBT Media, International Business Times. So, no, and so fuck them. And yay Daily Beast for selling them.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Good. No. Bye. <babe>. Good call. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um and here's some um Here's some sad news. Uh, Former president of the Boston Police Patrolman's Association has been arrested on charges connected to child rape allegations. Sources told uh, told Channel 5 Investigates that retired Boston police officer Pat Rose was taken into custody Wednesday after allegations involving child rape surfaced. And the Massachusetts State Police confirmed that Rose was arrested Wednesday and brought to the Milton Barracks. Uh, I am deeply disturbed by these horrific allegations, which must be investigated to the fullest extent of the law. That's Boston Mayor Marty Walsh. Uh, Rose joined the Boston Police Department Whoa. in 1994 and spent most of his career working in uh, Dorchester, which is probably pronounced Dorster. Uh, Dorchester. Knowing, knowing, knowing Boston. Dorster. Uh, I, I could be totally wrong. It's probably Dorchester. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> in December 2014, I'm, I i can't wait for the emails. In December 2014, a Boston Police Patrolman's Association voted Rose as the union's president at their annual elections, replacing longtime union boss Thomas Knee. Me, nee. the, the, the knights who nee. say knee
2: <laughs> a shrubbery uh nee. you should have stuck you should have stuck with knee
0: <laughs> yeah honestly because this guy is a total piece of shit he retired from the boston police department in 2018 and according to sources he will be arraigned thursday on charges including indecent assault and battery on a child under 14
2: oh good grief yeah Ugh.
0: No comment uh, from from the Boston uh, Police or the Patrolmen's Association.
2: Well, of course not. But you know that it's a real fucked up situation when whoever leaked this to you know what I mean. Like this was their guy before, right? I mean, he ran their union, so it 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 it's just got to be like so much worse than. I mean, how could it be so much worse? But the the details of this have to be so horrific for um you know them to turn against their own kind of thing oh it's just awful
0: Mm, yeah and uh i tweeted out uh ftp i'm an old like nwa fan and everyone's like ftp isn't that um something something protocol i'm a i'm a coder i'm like no 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 that means fuck the police but you know ftp (laughs) um (laughs) you know when we when you're in junior high you used to write it on your notebook you know
2: i know now i've seen you know what i've seen a lot now. I think now it's fuck 12. People have been writing fuck 12. Because I guess 12 is the cops? Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> ah, yes.
2: Ah, uh, yes. We can't, we can't confirm at the moment, but I think that's what the youngins are using these days.
0: Yeah, I think it was part of 1213. All oh, or thirteen twelve, which is one three one two, which is A C A B, which is all cops are bastards.
2: Oh yeah. If I am getting the if
0: I am getting Listen. the correct, um, but yeah, back in my day, junior high, you had a trapper keeper, yeah. or you had one of those um, tweed binders, and you had FTP real big on it because sure. for some reason, when you were you are like a super white privileged junior high student, you are like, yeah, fuck the police, I hate those pigs. <laughs> the 50 fuck those dudes and you're like for like why? I don't know, but that was right. that was a thing. That was a that was an attitude.
2: Right. And then you grew up and you're like, oh, oh yeah, no, now I get it."
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, "I was right when I was 12."
2: <laughs> I was fucking right, you know? I should have listened to myself more when I was in junior high. They were on to something, those kids. Yeah, it's just really disgusting. And and just the the fact that, I mean, you know, for every one child rapist that is caught, I just can't even imagine how many aren't and how long it takes for, for these things to kind of be dug up because it is in so many people's best interest to keep it hidden. I mean, look at Jeffrey Epstein. Like, you know, it's not these things don't come to the light because nobody knows about them. They don't come to the light because people cover it up. So I'll be really interested to know if this was, was a situation where maybe even the union knew about this way way before. I mean, this is just me, like, conjecturing, but I, I would be really interested to know um, when this stuff happened and who knew about it.
0: Yeah, I'd also be really interested – uh, being the head of the union, what kind of things were in yeah. his record or missed his record? You know, what kind of things didn't hit his record because of the union? Yeah. And um, totally. and that there was probably a very long history of this kind of abuse is rarely single you know it's really these aren't really one-off occasions
2: no no definitely and not. so
0: and if and and if if they were able to have open and transparent disciplinary records or even if they had any disciplinary records at all that they allowed them to even be in their records i'm sure you'd have seen a history of that and it probably could have been prevented the, the, this these the, it's, it's they're like there would yeah. have to be fewer survivors out there and that just that's what pisses me off so much but yeah um
2: yeah absolutely
0: Thank you so much though for coming and reading the headlines with me today. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, I know what a, um, what a great way yeah. to
0: end the the conversation, right? And womp, womp. That's okay.
2: I'm I I can't wait to I can't wait to hear you read the good news stories and that's going <laughs> to pep us right back up because we need that. We need to, you know, balance the the shittiness with the um with the good stories.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And I'm happy to announce that um, Mandy and Jordan are going to be reading the good news today um, for everyone. And if if everybody sticks around right after this quick break, I am going to be talking to former assistant director of the FBI for counterintelligence and author of the forthcoming book, The FBI Way, Frank Fogluzy. You don't want to miss it. So stay with us. Hey everybody, it's Ag, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Caliper CBD. It is a very stressful time right now. We know how important it is to practice self-care, but who said taking care of yourself needs to be hard? That is what's great about CBD. It helps you feel better without having to make drastic changes to your routine. Personally, CBD has helped me feel more calm, sleep easier, and feel less sore after workouts or long busy days. At first, I was skeptical about CBD because, like, droppers full of tincture didn't seem like the best modern science had to offer. caliper agrees that's why they introduced a better way to consume cbd because unlike oils caliper cbd powder is completely tasteless it mixes easily in any food or drink and it has precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of caliper cbd so you'll never question how much cbd you're taking again i like to add it to a post-workout protein smoothie sometimes in my morning coffee i love it and it's clinically proven you absorb 450 percent more cbd with caliper powder as compared to tinctures and that's crazy because that's such a huge difference and it gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes, which is about twice as fast as oils. And Caliper is completely THC-free with all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, no added chemicals, and no artificial flavors. And you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at trycaliper.com DAILYBEANS. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. So trycaliper.com DAILYBEANS. Don't forget promo code DAILYBEANS for 20% off your first order. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Today, I am talking to former assistant director of the FBI and author of the upcoming book. It's available for pre-order now called The FBI Way, Frank Fogluzzi. Frank, thanks for talking to me today.
3: Always a pleasure. Thanks.
0: So I've had a litany of uh, intelligence and counterintelligence guests on this week with the main goal of trying to get at the heart of the secrecy uh, that's happening right now with the intelligence about the Russian interference in the 2020 election, and some of the uh, challenges that Democratic lawmakers are facing about thinking about unilaterally releasing it without getting anyone's permission. And so this is kind of what I wanted to speak to you about today, because I know you're an expert in counterintelligence as well, and the FBI. So what are your top line thoughts about this?
3: Well, first of all, I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about it because it is, in my opinion, it's the hottest topic going right now, which is that someone else other than the U.S. population wants to pick a president for us. And that that should piss everybody off. Um, And I wrote an article on this last week uh, published in the Daily Beast. Here's the deal. I think the American public, the American voters need to know a whole lot more than they currently know about foreign efforts to influence our election, comma, however, I don't want politicians getting mixed up in this. So here's my thought. Um, Foreign adversaries are trying to mess with our minds on how we vote. And we need to know that generally. And then more specifically, I think we need to regularly be briefed as a public on specifics on what this looks like and what we can do about it. However, these calls in the House and Senate almost entirely from Democrats to say, well, you know what? If I don't, if I don't see specific briefings given to the public, I'll do it myself. Uh, Senator Warner uh, not ruling out the idea of reading from the Senate floor classified briefing material. Um, I'm not a big yeah. fan. I'm not a big fan of that, and and here's why. <laughs> I, well, look.
0: Yeah, he's gonna. We, we, we call it Mike Gravelling it, if you will. Um, who famously read the Pentagon Papers into the record, and I think in a grounds and gardening. Janitorial committee meeting or something like that, but read read the Pentagon papers into the public record.
3: Yeah, this is famous. Early 70s, uh, you know, guys stood in the well of the Senate and read classified material. And and look, I'm not ruling that out. And I could be on your show maybe if you'll have me in two months and say, My God, it's time to, it's time to I changed my mind. It's time to read classified material publicly. But I'm telling you that right now, and I'm I'm in touch with the intel community and the counterintelligence community. Right now, there is an established pipeline to the House and Senate. Our elected representatives. They are getting the nitty gritty details. It's blowing their minds to the extent to which at least three, if not more, foreign governments are messing with this election. Um, and, and even more importantly. We are getting, I don't think anybody's paying much attention to it, but we are getting weekly briefings from an office, a little known office inside the DNI, which handles counterintelligence. And there's a guy named Bill Evanina. He's a, by the way, he was a career FBI official. He's a counterintelligence professional. He's not a politician. He's in charge of counterintel across the community. And he's providing fascinating public material. It's just that I don't think people are really paying attention to it.
0: Well, what's up, though, with his kind of uh, equating the China interference in 2020 to the Russia interference? At least that's what I'm understanding. I don't know if that was his report or not, but that's what is coming out of, I think, Politico, that um, Avenina's uh, intelligence briefing sort of puts China on the same level as, as what Russia is doing. And I think that that's dangerous.
3: Sure. We, we cannot, we, as far as I know it would be a grave mistake to draw an equivalency between what China is doing right now to our election and what Russia is doing and this has come out though you this is the thing where Americans got to pay attention and we're we're terrible at paying attention lord you know, only you, you only need to refer back to the covid virus and you know nobody's wearing a mask and there you have it for attention paying but but you know it, there's no equivalency so far what we're hearing about this regarding china is that look they're not thrilled with trump and so what they're doing is they're creating some fake accounts but they're they're saying things in the accounts like hey trump hates china he's bashing tiktok he wants to he wants to cancel tiktok you know he doesn't like us on trade blah 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 and you know we kind of like this guy biden okay that, that Those are fake accounts doing that. They're not, they're not saying this is China. But then let's move over to our good friends, I say sarcastically, Russia. Mm. Russia's committing crimes. Ru- Russia, and, and I don't know this because of any special uh, sources I have. I know this because, you know what? I'm reading the material that's coming out publicly from the counterintelligence executive, Bill, Bill Ebenina. And... And they are. So here's if you read the July. I want everybody who cares to read the July 24th press release from the DNI's office, from particularly from Bill Evanita's office. Here's what he says. Uh, Yeah. And it's all, you know, you got to read. But this is crafted very carefully. Um, The Russians, you know, there are foreign governments who are getting into the personal communications of the candidates and their campaigns. Holy how? Like, like you mean their phones and their emails? Really? They're, well, okay. And he says, um, we've seen ha- we've seen hacks into the infrastructure of state and federal election entities. Oh my God! Well, okay. And 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 then he says, you know, there's social media propaganda. Um, and then he gives he ends with some good uh, news at the end, which is it's a clue. Hey. The diversity, which I call chaos, of the American election system, which is county by county, state by state, everybody's different, everybody's got different equipment, makes it really hard to change the vote in a broad way. Okay, so if you read that line by line, it'll curl your hair, but, but, you know, there's kind of a happy ending at the end. He's doing this now, and I happen to know this is the the desire to continue. He's going to do this on a weekly basis. So I have to ask people who are demanding, including Senator Warner, who are thinking about releasing classified on the floor of the Senate, what are we going to do with that? Think about that, A.G. So in in 9-11, I'm going going way back to 2001. If you were in the intelligence community, you started getting briefings. I'll never forget getting this briefing and it was coming fast and hard. We're about to get attacked. President George W. Bush got the briefing. Sir, we're about to get attacked. Okay, well, the intel community decided that's really vague and we aren't going to go public with it. In fact, George Bush kind of went, okay, thanks, you know, give me another cup of coffee. So now looking back, if we had gone public with that and think of the chaos that would have ensued, hey, American public, um, We've got some solid, class, highly classified intel that the big one's coming. We need your help. Can you help us? Well, okay, the phones would have rang off the hook with, you know, the brown guy next to me is a terrorist, which, by the way, we got we got anyway after 9-11 happened. Uh, we were inundated. Uh-huh. But maybe, just maybe, somebody would have called in and said, you know what? There's these guys who, like, sleep all day and, and are up all night, and they don't talk to anybody. And they're asking about um, crop dusters and chemicals. Maybe that would have come to us if we appealed to the public. But here's my question to you. A.G., we come out and say, um, we're under attack right now, our election. And um, here's what it looks like. There's some social media propaganda and there's some attempts by the following countries to do this, this and that. In various elections, of states, what what is what is the public going to do with that?
0: Well, I'm going to use it to win arguments on the internet, Frank. No, um, I, <laughs> no.
3: What I would do, honestly, what
0: I think is important here, and and you know, if if Mark Warner wants to do something, at very least, he should be reading these um, counterintelligence press releases to the public in a press conference every week to get it out to the public. But if you could show Americans some examples of what social media manipulation looks like, maybe more people will recognize it and not succumb to
3: it, you know? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And by the way, th- this is actually- I actual- don't think
0: we need to, I don't think we need to release the classified, you know, methods and sources and all that stuff of how we got this information, because yeah, you want to keep that classified. Yeah. But- once you have the information, like just like the Mueller report did, but it just never got out on a big platform, you know.
3: So first, let me say this. Um, some of this is happening already, and this is back to the not paying attention part. Um, read, read the releases from Evanina and the reporting out of his briefings, and you'll see that he's talked about uh, propaganda coming. And it's Russian on the virus. Right. They, they're they on the virus. And the virus was created by man, and blah blah blah, and all of this goes towards twisting up our minds on, on, on Trump and others, and and all of that mess. But also, you and I differ on only one area, I think, which is I don't want that level of detail coming from my politicians, because by definition, they're they're politicians, and they're going. I, do you want to hear it from Warner, or do you want to hear it from somebody else, and. As soon as it comes out of a politician's mouth, it's going to get the taint of, oh, well, it's being twisted for a cause. I want to hear that. Just like my, my coronavirus information, I don't want to hear it from Pence, and I don't want to hear it from Trump.
0: Okay, I can I can agree with that. Then have Avenida come out and give a press conference. I'm right. I saying it needs to be on TV. Releasing a press yep. release isn't yep. – that's, you know – I I understand that a lot of uh, people in this country don't pay attention, but you also have to like, you know, if you if you maybe make it more accessible, I guess, than it is.
3: I is. I'm with you on that. If it comes out of the career professionals mouth, not not even the DNI, certainly not the attorney general, Lord help us. But I I want (laughs) to I want to also share with you, as I said in this uh, Daily Beast piece last week. The the handwringing that's going on on this topic within the counter intel community. So here's the here's the deal. Think about this. It's complicated. Um, then say um, this here. Look at this post on Twitter right here. This is the Chinese. Well, they're not. You know, this isn't black and white. They it could be the Iranians pretending to be the Chinese, or the Russians pretending to be the Chinese or vice versa, or so the attribution question is huge. Secondly, sources and methods. The minute you go public with something, you're essentially saying, yep, we're blowing our source on this. And and much like after 9-11 with the Al Qaeda chat rooms and websites, I, I was part of this discussion. Do we take down this chat room? It's Al Qaeda. Well, we have an undercover agent in the chat room. If we take it down, we lose our access. Oh, okay. Well, have they talked about violence yet? Have they gotten anywhere yet? Do we leave it up, right? Do we go to Google and Facebook and Twitter and tell them? I say absolutely, amen. And by the way, I feel that that's happening because look at the record number of accounts being taken down these days. So there, that's happening. But you can get attribution wrong. You can give up sources. You can get a human source killed. Um, and then if you do it every day, like Mario Cuomo briefing us every day from New York on the cor- coronavirus, right? Okay, mm-hmm. now... The Intel community becomes the arbiter of the election. Everybody tunes in every day. Well, was it more Russia today or more China today? Was it more Trump today or more Iran today? Where's North Korea? And now they they're 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 in the in the grasp of repeating the debacle of 2016, which was that the FBI and the Intel community decided to go quietly to not interfere with a campaign. We're gonna quietly, unobtrusively investigate. The uh, the Trump folks tied to Russia. We're going to send some sources in. We don't want to be accused of messing with the election. How'd that turn out? Awful. <laughs> Awful. And either way you look at it, Comey, Comey is a disaster to both sides. And, you know, we're getting, the FBI is getting bashed every day. So yeah. you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's complicated. But I know this. We got to leave it to the career professionals. And we need to demand some answers and demand Assurance that the FBI and the intel community is at least number one, talking to our elected representatives, and yes, they are. Number two, talking to the Silicon Valley providers, and I believe they are every day. And number three, um, talking to the states, county, and counties when they appear to be targeted. I hope to God that that's going on, and I believe it is. That fourth element that you really are raising is the public. And that's right now coming in the form of at least weekly written press briefings. You and I are kind of agreeing. We need to hear much more details and probably not in writing.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we know how the Mueller report went. So. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for talking to me about this today. I was really interested in in sort of that, you know, because I know that you've been working in counterintelligence for so long and you've got, you know, you you just you view it through a different lens than I do. So I appreciate you shining some light for us today. Can you tell everyone where to find you on Twitter and how to pre-order your book?
3: Oh, on Twitter, I'm I'm at Frank FrankFigluzzi1. And then if you want to pre-order my book, just go to the FBI Way, and you will find it on HarperCollins, Amazon, and anywhere you buy books.
0: Awesome. Look forward to reading it. Thanks a lot for coming on today, Frank.
3: Thanks, A.G. Thanks for having me.
0: Everybody, stay with us. We'll be right back with a good news block. Hey everybody, it's AG. Things are pretty challenging these days, and seeing a doctor shouldn't be one of those challenging things, and that's why I use Plush Care. Plush Care provides primary and urgent health care through virtual appointments, and scheduling an appointment, even for the same day, is really easy. You just pick a slot that works and book it online. Takes two minutes. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Don't waste any time on hold or sitting in a crowded waiting room. And with Plush Care, and my membership with Plush Care, I can see my doctor from the comfort of my own home, in my jammies if I want. I can get diagnosed, treated, and even have a prescription sent to my local pharmacy if needed, all within minutes. And if you have any questions before or after your visit, I can send unlimited messages to my care team anytime. That's awesome. And Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers, and it's available in all 50 states. And with how difficult things are, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, or stressed about what's going on in the world and who isn't, Plush Care doctors are here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as needed. I can tell you personally, my Plush Care experience has been a breeze. Signing up was easy. It only takes a minute. Um, Just as easy to schedule an appointment. The entire process has been super convenient. I was amazed at how immediately comfortable and confident I was with my doctor. And all Plush Care doctors graduated from one of the top 15 medical schools in the United States and are all highly rated by their patients. And that gives me peace of mind that I'm getting high-quality health care. And plushcare makes it easy to get the best excellent care that I need when I need it, and they can do the same for you. So start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash dailybeans to start your free 30-day trial. That's plushcare P-L-U-S-H, dot com slash dailybeans for a 30-day free trial. Plushcare.com slash dailybeans.
2: Well we'll blow up
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the good news. I'm Jordan Coburn hosting this segment here today. Hello. And with me is my favorite good news segmenter, Amanda Reeder, everybody. Hello, Jordan. I'm back again so soon. Yay. I'm so happy that you are here. I feel like this is really your segment in many ways, so...
4: Aw, yeah. Some last minute changes have me back hosting good news today. And like I told you all when I went to produce uh, the new show that I'm on, I would be back frequently and um, I'm staying very close to the team and I'm going to stay involved in all sorts of ways like... I'm sure,
1: hosting the good news every so often and twice this week. What a treat. Yay! It is such a treat indeed. Very excited. Yes, everybody sent us in many treats and uh, I am excited to read them. So, uh, Mandy, do you want to kick us off?
4: Yeah, that sounds good. All right. The first one is from Lizzie and Lizzie says, uh, just a reminder, this August 26th is the 100 year mark of women having the right to vote in the USA. Well, uh white women <laughs> but
1: yes mm-hmm.
4: if ever there was a year to have a celebration of that this is it. pick out your suffragette white outfits ladies. In my family the women went to vote together three generations it was a big deal to my nana. It was a big deal for her family in the 20s. Oh my gosh thank you so much for including that Lizzie and you're absolutely right hundred years is is so important and I think we could all use a little bit of like badass suffragette energy in our lives as we prepare
1: for november so oh yes get your whole damn family to vote yes women save democracies absolutely through and through um hell yeah Next up from Grandma J, pronoun she, her Grandma J says, I'm Jima to a beautiful six-year-old girl who happens to have been born with Mobius syndrome. Mobius syndrome for her means paralysis of the sixth and seventh cranial nerves. Her face is, in effect, paralyzed. This means that her expression has never changed, will never change, and even when she may be smiling, she will never smile. Imagine going through life where people are unable to read your facial cues, which often means you're thought of as slow, mentally deficient, or most often disgruntled, unhappy, or disengaged. This disability comes with a whole different skill set my granddaughter is going to be mastering in life. Okay, my good news? When everyone wears a mask, we all have to learn to smile with our eyes, our hearts. Her playing field is flattened for a while, Go Addy! Oh my gosh, that's really sweet. That's so sweet. It's true though. I
4: feel like I I tend to be someone who, depending on whether or not I've had a coffee or I'm perky that day, but I do tend to be someone who, when in a good mood, does like say hello to people on the street sometimes, Mm -hmm. or like you know, I'm like friendly to the customer service people that I come into contact with if I'm choosing to like go get a coffee or something that day, which. I don't do a lot lately, but you know what I mean. I tend to be friendly with people out in the world mm-hmm. when grocery shopping or whatever, and I've tr- I feel like I'm like really trying to smile with my eyes like very dramatically so that so I can give off a friendly vibe yeah. even in a mask. So that's that's really cute and very true. We're all learning to do new things with our faces and our energy. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> I mean, the reality is that like I think it's it's very uh it's like very natural for different you know beings to communicate with each other in ways outside of language also and mm-hmm. i think Addie getting the chance to develop that skill is is also um pretty beautiful too to to read that and maybe ex- express it in any every
4: time you and i co-host we get into philosophy <laughs> and talking about energies yes we AG do. probably is worried to yeah leave and then us alone. and then we have
1: the gall to say i hate white women <laughs> i like, i know
4: I <laughs> we're like sitting here that that was a joke we don't we
1: don't we don't hate white women uh we are white women we were just joking off air about uh
4: critical of yes
1: exactly precisely
4: um okay next one is from len pronouns he him and len says good evening lovely ladies recently we had tornado warnings high winds and heavy rain in the chicago area at the height of the storm i got this text from my lovely daughter um 9-year-old Gavin said to his 5-year-old sister, "We have nothing else to do cuz we have no internet. Watching the storm is like our YouTube live."
1: Ah! What? <laughs> Wait, and then. And then the last part of that. Did you see it? What what yeah, what a you, What a, a, a Mensch. <laughs> so good. Um Oh god, we ha- <laughs> watching the storm
4: is like YouTube live. That's so
1: funny. We're just oh, boy. the generation that that are just going to be comparing things to uh <laughs> real life is just like watching a live stream yes exactly oh my god that's uh it is Uh. it is true though and hey you know what good on you youtube for bringing nature to the youth's eyeballs at home good
4: news because it's funny but absurdly hilarious and a little terrifying but also very funny. It is.
1: I will say at this point <laughs> I probably watch more hours of nature 4K videos than I have actual nature. So, I'm I'm Oh,
4: absolutely. Yeah. I'm like absolutely. I have my entire like suggested feed on YouTube is all just what I would call vibe videos. It's like all ASMR oh, videos yeah. or like lo-fi beats or like cafe noises or like nature in 4K. <laughs> cafe it's all noises?
1: Just- I ordered a large Is that what it sounds like? <laughs>
4: it's more just like, you know, the, the the chatter and hum of people when I'm writing or I'm like editing a script, um, or if I like really need to dive into some really focused like research or admin or something. I really just it really helps me to yeah. have the sound of like I think I've said this before on the show. I really love um videos where it like makes you feel like you're at another place, like a cafe or a restaurant or a park or something. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a little weird, but some of the like more uh niche parts of YouTube have been such a lifesaver for me during quarantine. I I I can be transported to another I'll watch like sometimes I'll watch like festival dancing videos if I need to like really relax and then I'll watch um yoga YouTube videos when I need to, you know, uh, if, if I'm missing my studio. Um, And I just, I watch so many like relaxation videos of different kinds that really chill me out. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I could go on at length about that. If you have questions (laughs) or need suggestions, you can find me on Twitter. Yes. At? (laughs) At Mandy underscore
1: reader. Boom. You got to do the full thing. (laughs) At the underscore reader. Yes. Yes.
4: Uh, All right. Next is from Philip, and that's on you.
1: Yes. (laughs) And Philip is on me. What? Mm -hmm. Uh, Pronouns he, him. Philip says, Hello. Thank you for being a voice of sanity in these times. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I am getting more and more depressed about our Republican legislators who are determined to reverse our governor's sensible public health measures, but have no plan themselves. Sounds like a Republican. My (laughs) good news is that. I am a graduate student, and part of my funding requires teaching. I was quite scared about teaching this next academic year because I live with a lot of older men, I'm a religious priest, and I have been scared to death that I would infect one of them and he would die. However, I found out just last month that I got off the wait list for a prestigious fellowship, and now I no longer have to teach. I'm being paid to research and write my dissertation. The timing of this award is perfect. Thank you for all your hard work. P.S. I'm a sponsored patron and so grateful for the generosity of your listeners. Oh, Philip. Yay. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. That's fucking rad that that worked out. I feel bad saying fucking to a priest, but uh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We're leaving that in. But but congratulations. That's. Well, you know, Philip does listen to news with swearing. That's true. That's true. I'm sure the word (laughs) fuck is probably something all adults uh, are used to hearing, regardless of what their lifestyle is like. So you're right. Uh, But that's. But yeah, that is so. Like, I freaking love. I, lo- I just love when stuff like that happens. Here we are going into the vibes again. I was just going to say, the universe really does look out for you sometimes, you know? <laughs> sometimes. When when those moments happen, it also really fucking shits on everyone's life sometimes. And not everyone, specific groups of people. Anyways, um, <laughs> this is what happens when we do the good news block. This
4: is what happens. When <laughs> oh my Jordan God. And I, Jordan and I are very much the type of people who have like, you know stuff about chakras around our house and i'm sorry for that but it is what it is we're all based in california yeah you'll be okay um okay the next one is from anonymous and pronouns are she her and it says hello beanies you are all amazing and so wonderful and we're so lucky to have you i have some silly good news at some point during quarantine uh i think time has no meaning anymore was it yesterday last month last year who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, some time ago, there was a confession about googly eyes on plants. I finished my PhD in plant <laughs> biology during quarantine After all, my defense was over Zoom. So weird. Anyway, I wanted to thank the person who sent that in and AG for sharing the wonderful video with me. Since then, my husband has bought me a pack of googly eyes that are adorning some of the many plants (laughs) in our house. And today, (laughs) we put googly eyes on our shredder. Just another way the pod and the community around it have brought joy to my life. So I wanted to shout out to you and everyone. Thank you. The little things can make a huge difference during uncertain times. And I'm so thankful to have you all in my life. Oh my and um, Anonymous has included a picture of their paper shredder with googly eyes that looks very concerned.
1: Yes. It looks like it, it kind of has like a John Bolton mustache, actually. <laughs> <The> way, <laughs> yes. That's so uh, funny. We
4: will, <laughs> we will put this in the newsletter yeah, and tweet it out. And if we forget, tweet at us or email us if you really want to see this hilarious picture and we'll get it to you. Yes.
1: Uh, that's so funny. Do you see that little slot to insert credit cards? this shit shreds credit cards that's pretty dope i've just been Get sitting you now i've been sitting there like an unruly kindergartner just cutting my credit cards up into like 50 different segments that's <laughs> really yeah that's this is much better um all next one yes next is from kate pronoun she her kate says hello i have had to savor the daily beans little by little in stolen moments because of the demands of parenting and adulting and i am truly grateful for you We've been quarantining for five months now, and we are very lucky to have everything we need. With one glaring exception, my son Ben is best friends with his mom, uh, with his mom mom, and they have been inseparable. Is that a typo? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's a, an adorable nickname, because because there's no sp- <laughs> yeah because there's no space between it. I'm just gonna say it's it's a it's a name. Uh, it is mom mom, and they have been inseparable since he was born, and they have been apart since March to compensate they've spent hours on the phone together and mailed letters and packages but they have been wait it just hit me mom mom could be a way to say grandma
4: or other mom
1: yes totally
4: who knows so we don't know if it's his grandmother his oh yes
1: okay yes they uh she says mom mom again down below so i'll just keep going okay okay Okay, sorry (laughs) (laughs) Alright, <laughs> my son Ben is best friends with his mom-mom, and they have been inseparable since he was born and they have been apart since March. To compensate, they have spent hours on the phone together and mailed letters and packages, but they have been missing each other on a heartbreaking level. He is an only child, and while I think I am a fun mom, next to my mom's Chuck E. Cheese nature and soul made of gummy bears, I am about as exciting as an alfalfa sprout. Oh, a soul made of gummy bears! Oh, that's so that is so amazing um That's so
4: funny a soul made of gummy bears is a great title for today's episode i'll, I'll run it past yes OG. it
1: really is a soul made of gummy bears that would be such a nice treat for a cannibal too wouldn't it or maybe not i guess they want the real <laughs> stuff um great news <laughs> great news mom mom Sue quarantined for two weeks and was able to be here for Ben's 7th birthday yesterday and it was magical after five long months they are reunited and having a blast every single moment from getting up to watch the sunrise to building a pillow fort and trying to sleep in it and eating buckets of candy all day long for weeks Ben has been doing all sorts of chores to earn money because he is trying to offer his mom mom money so she can stay longer than the week she has planned oh my god I assured the little dude that we can keep mom, mom as long as she wants to stay and we will enjoy every moment, every hug, every memory we can make together. Wishing you good Aww. health and safe adventures. Oh my God.
4: Honestly, you know, this really gives me, I'm missing my family so much. Mm-hmm. They're so far away and it's so unsafe to travel right now. And honestly, something that keeps me going is the thought of what it's going to be like when I get to see them again. Mm-hmm. So
1: oh yeah, it's,
4: I think this pandemic has made us have you know, made moments matter more and has made us have more perspective over what is most important for a lot of people. I'm sure it has. And so this is so nice. And mm-hmm. um, ugh, I can't wait to see yeah. my family eventually
1: when it's safe. Yeah, definitely. I hope you get to see them soon, too. Uh, Me, too. Yeah. Should we just do one more? Yeah. Um, Unless
4: you think you have time to do more than that.
1: Yeah. How about. Yeah. Go ahead and take the next one.
4: Okay, this one is from Anonymous, and pronouns are she, her, and Anonymous says, Hello, longtime listener here from the San Francisco Bay Area. The other day I was listening to one of Trump's boondoggle speeches, and I just <laughs> couldn't stand it anymore, so I went and checked on my voter registration, which I've been doing compulsively these days, sort of like refreshing my Twitter feed, <laughs> oh, God. and I noticed a link that says, Sign up for ballot tracking under my mail-in voter status verification. I thought, hmm, this could be interesting. So I clicked through, and lo and behold, what looks to be a wonderful tool for California voters to track their ballots that they cast. It will send you notifications via text and or email. All you need need is your first name and last name, date of birth, and zip code. It's supposed to be able to track everything from soup to nuts, (laughs) which, as I understand it, is printing... Uh, is printing, to mailing, to received, and being counted, etc. So happy this is an option in California. I always drop my ballot off at a Dropbox rather than the mail, but this will help calm my fears even further. Mm-hmm. I hope it helps others as well. The voter status page for California is voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Uh, well, actually, let me clarify. It's https slash co-op slash slash voterstatus.sos.ca.gov slash in case anyone needs it, and we will tweet that out. And the page it sends you to for tracking is tracks.net slash voter. And uh, we will send those out to people. Um, I don't know if other states have signed up for this. Maybe this is a system people from states without this can bug their secretary of state to make happen.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. Yay. Does that make you feel good too, Jordan? Yes, I am. I first heard that and uh, that California was doing that. and, And I was thinking... That I was kind of like, I I wasn't thinking. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna do that for some reason. I really stupidly was like, eh, it'll be fine. But now after reading, like, I feel hyped after reading that. I'm gonna do that. That's that is that is a great idea. And also, I'm sure like they like there's other people that might want to know that information too. I imagine it enter that's like public to them or something. I can't imagine mm-hmm. that's protected data. Um, but yeah, I yeah that's so cool uh, i'm gonna do it for for sure actually because as the because the closer it gets to the more nervous i get that shit's gonna go south and then i'm just thinking what all the crazy ways uh, will be con- concocted by his campaign to try to win <sighs> again this is the good news black yeah, sorry, sorry sorry he's not gonna win he's not going to win uh, next up <laughs> and finally from janet Pronouns. Sheer. Janet says my son, an actor and playwright in Seattle, has become obsessed with Sheerah, and watches it daily in order to cleanse his brain and get to a happy place. He loves the character development and storylines, and is pitching Sheerah to everyone he knows. Now his sister is a big watcher, and I'm starting as well. I told Amy Carrero was happening. Uh, or oh my gosh, sorry, <laughs> was happening. Amy Carrero. Amy Carrero happens. She's a force. I told him Amy Carrera was appearing on Daily Beans every Friday and that she is an absolute delight. My son is completely off Facebook and is pretty minimal social media interaction, so I may finally, finally get him to listen to Daily Beans. Amy is a gateway drug for podcasts. Oh, that's so cool.
4: Yay. That's so fun. I love Amy Carrero. It's been so cool having her in the Daily Beans fam lately.
1: She's just so, yeah, I can't say it enough. Like, lovely, smart, quick, present, kind, like, Just fucking awesome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And
4: by the way, speaking of Amy Carrero, I just saw before we recorded the Good News segment, and I'm sorry, this isn't good news, but I'm going to throw it in there. Um, But it would be good news if you could help out. There's a petition that Amy has signed about how um, the union that takes care of a lot of entertainers and actors' health insurance is like doubling their premiums in the middle of a pandemic. So if you uh, follow Amy Carrero on Twitter, you should totally sign the petition that she has uh, put out because... Yeah. not bueno but quick tell me something good to end the good news block on an actual good note like i said
1: all right well i opened up my laptop and it has 20 percent charge left <laughs> that's the good news i thought it was gonna be dead <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got for me <laughs> that's what i that's what i have on the fly that's, uh, that's that's all. Impressive. Um, we can't ask for much in these pandemic
4: times other than <laughs> a semi-charged battery. Um, oh, God. My good news is that I um, got a lot of cookbook deliveries this week because, uh, like I just mentioned, I've been missing my family and I've been homesick. So I got a cookbook from Nova Scotia full of traditional recipes from my home province. And I also got a, a cookbook that's really popular right now in London full of sort of a lot of British vegetarian recipes. So I got... Little pieces of my former homes delivered to me this week, and that was like a really nice little mm. um, treat. Other than plants, cookbooks and books have been the thing I've been spending the most money on in quarantine.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Good choices, I say. No social life anymore, yeah. <laughs> or just just a different life, a differently. You socialize with plants now. <laughs> they talk. I do. I do see people distantly, you know, sometimes
4: outside and stuff. But yes, yes. I do like coo at my plants and. Um, obsess over them i do have one plant who is kind of a dramatic queen she <laughs> if not given enough attention will like dramatically seem like she's dead and then within like 30 minutes of being given water and sunshine perks completely back up i think i, I mean that. what stage of quarantine is when you give your plants personalities i mean
1: i know there are people plenty of people that went into quarantine with plant personalities so <laughs> That's who's, very true. Who's, so who's to say really um who is to I, say Yes. Who is to say? Uh, I I gotta get on the plant train, dude. I have I have one little sprig of basil that I put into a little tiny mason jar, and I've been trying oh, to babe. nurse.
4: Yeah, we're gonna and talk I- about this offline, and, I, and I'm <laughs> gonna just word vomit at you for an hour okay. about plants.
1: Yes, please do. Please, do. I I want the green. I want the green in my life. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems so much happier with all these plants.
4: Well, you know, you have the dog now, so the next step is plants. Yeah! You want a little Aww. routine. You want something to nurture. Fill your life with plants.
1: Yes. My dog's been doing this thing where she just sits in front of the mirror. I have, like, a full-length mirror in my kitchen for some odd reason. And Mm -hmm. um, it makes the space look bigger. (laughs) And she, like... She just sits next to the the mirror. The first time I got her, the first day, I had to turn the mirror around because she just was freaking out at her own reflection. But now she likes sitting there just staring at herself. And like every every two minutes or so, she'll just like slowly lift her paw up and make contact with the mirror just to like make sure it's still actually her. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she just goes back to staring at herself. <laughs> oh it's, gosh. It's so funny. Um, hilarious you and Coco are falling in love and it's very
4: Uh, sweet as a dog mom watching a friend of mine get a dog and fall in love with it is the most tender thing because I remember before I had my dog I was like animals don't have personalities and now I'm like every dog is a magical snowflake with its own special personality and every single
1: one I would die for yes um but yes it is wonderful and I'm so happy for you Thank you. I am so happy to. And I'm happy for your plans. Um, any final thoughts? <laughs> I have no final thoughts. No. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, Just
4: that uh, it was really fun being on Good News twice this week. And patrons, uh, if you uh, are a patron, rather, you can hang out with me at the live stream at 4 p.m. today because it's this Friday show. And I'm there most weeks going forward still. So um, if you miss me, I will be on the patron live stream. And, um, otherwise, uh, you can find me at Mandy Reader, uh, if you are on the Twitters. Um, Yay.
1: That's it. Yay. Thank you, Mandy, for being here. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the next time you are with us. Absolutely. And everybody, a uh, take care of yourself, take care of the planet, take care, oh, wait, shit, take care of yourself, take, what is it? Take care of each other? Take care of yourself? Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Was that, was that how that goes? Hey. Yeah, close enough. Hey. Goodbye. The
0: Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reader. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.